0: Support for this podcast comes from Greenhouse. In today's competitive hiring landscape, taking a people-first approach is business-first. That's why Greenhouse helps companies adopt a flexible, fair and efficient approach to hiring. Greenhouse empowers everyone, from recruiters to hiring managers, to make confident decisions that help strengthen your business so you can get measurably better at hiring. Discover How Greenhouse can help you hire for the kind of business you want to build. Learn more at greenhouse.com slash hire. That's greenhouse.com slash hire. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine, than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 569 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Three and a half years on from the first pandemic lockdowns, the debate about returning to the office still rages on. However, Despite all the noise this year as some large well-known companies tried yet again to force their employees back to the office, many employers have embraced the reality of remote and hybrid, and are working hard to adjust and deal with the challenges of having a distributed workforce. Culture and connection are often cited as reasons companies want to bring people back to their offices, particularly when it comes to supporting the new generation entering the workforce. what are remote and hybrid organisations doing to address these challenges without invoking a mandatory return to the office? My guest this week is Dina Singleton, Chief People Officer at Kajabi. Kajabi strongly focuses on developing its culture and building connections within its organisation. And Dina has some excellent advice to share. Hi, Dina, and welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to be here with you today. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please, could you introduce yourself and tell us what you do?
1: Sure. My name is Dina Singleton, and I am a career HR generalist. I like to say that uh, modestly. I've been doing HR for about 20 years now. I specialize in doing human resources in high-tech environments and supporting engineers. I started my career a while ago working. I came out of Cornell University, which is one of the top schools in the U.S., for industrial and labor relations where we specialize in human resources. If you can believe it, people actually go to school at 18 thinking that I want to grow up and be an HR person. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm one of those people. I went there um, from grad school, but the only jobs I've ever had was working at Wendy's in high school and then doing human resources. So I started my early career in um, plants. I like to call myself plant life. I used to work uh, for Allied Signal where we produced industrial fiber and we turned that fiber into carpets. And then I went through Y2K and the big tech boom there where we were so afraid that going to 2000 would crash computer systems everywhere. And I worked for one of the first all online banks. I then went and did um, more industrial work. And then I spent 10 years of my career at Microsoft, which was phenomenal because working at Microsoft is like getting an MBA every day. Um, I was one of a thousand people in their HR organization, and it was phenomenal. When I left Microsoft, I decided to take a bet on Team Dina and go into the startup world, which is which has been super exciting. And I've spent the last six to eight years of my career working in
0: the startup environment. Fantastic. And tell us a little bit about what you do now.
1: Now, I am fortunate enough to work for a company called Kajabi, and I'm their chief people officer. We're 350 people. We're globally based. The majority of our people are here in North America, between Canada and the U.S. But then we also have about a quarter, um, sorry, a third of our people in the Philippines And as chief people officer, my primary job is to think about the well-being of our 350 employees and their families and think about how do we create a great environment where people can thrive at work every day and be excited about not only their job, but how do they make life great and awesome for our external heroes, our customers that we have at Kajabi.
0: Fantastic stuff. Now I want to dive into that and find out a lot more. But 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 before we do, tell us a little bit about the unique market that Kajabi serves. Because I, I'm kind of well aware of it, but I'm aware that I'm also aware that people listening might might not be.
1: I like to explain my work in a way that my mom would understand. And so the way I talk about Kajabi is that we are a platform that helps people turn their passions, their knowledge into digital products um, that you can monetize. And so what that means is that if you've got a passion, if you love gardening, if you love um, playing the piano, if you want to tell people how to do personal finance, we can help you turn that into courses, newsletters, memberships, coaching, podcast, Kajabi is the platform that allows you to take that. And instead of just telling one person or two people in your small Facebook group, we can help you take that out worldwide and worldwide and globally. So over our lifespan as a company, we've helped our creators who sit on our platform make over $6 billion in revenue. And we've touched over 85 million people have learned something from the creators who sit on our platform.
0: Wow, That's no, amazing. No, it's, it, it is a great, it is a great product. Um, it, it, switching back to kind of you know HR and talent acquisition, what are the main talent acquisition challenges that you that you have at the moment?
1: I'm so glad you asked that. When I think, and I'm going to give you a really personal answer, and then I'll talk more globally. So when I think personally, when I think about the main issue that we have, the main issue that I think any company has is really convincing people. And I tell this to every single person who interviews with us. Anyone can get a job. We're all capable. There's a job out there for every single person. The true challenge is finding the job, the right job for you at the right moment in your life. And so I don't want people to come and work at Kajabi or work anywhere where it's just about, can I get a job? Can I get a paycheck? I want people who come to work here because it's it's aligned with their passion. It's aligned with what is appropriate for their career and how they want to have career growth. And we are a place where we can serve them as much as they can serve our, our heroes and our customers. So finding that right alignment where at this place in your career, this is the place where you can have growth and we can be of service to you as a company. So that is the biggest challenge that we have is getting people to understand that it's not about the job is not the prize the right opportunity for you is the prize
0: and how do you uh, how do you do that and what what are the ways that you kind of get that across to people
1: we are super careful in our interview process. So one of the things that we spend a lot of time talking about in our interviews, we have six values, and we have all of our um, our interviewers talk about what our values at the company. So that, And then we also have people talk about what is it like to work here at Kajabi. So when we talk to people about our values, we make sure that if you come and you work for us, that it's important um, that you are into fostering belonging. So you have to be in a company not only where you want to feel like there's a sense of belonging, but where you actively work to be create a sense of belonging for others where you believe in controlling your destiny where you think about how do you simplify uh, work for yourself and where you simplify simplify work for others where you think about creating heroes and so our values are absolutely critical in every um, for every hire that we have because that is what really makes the difference between whether or not you'll be successful here or whether or not some other place is a great place for you.
0: So it's been an incredibly disruptive few years for, for work as a, as a whole. How are you making sense as an organisation of the post-pandemic world of work? Are you, um, are you remote? Are you hybrid? Are you something in between? Are you returning to the office? What's the, um, you know, what's your strategy in that area?
1: <laughs> I love how people always say it's been disruptive since the pandemic as if we were perfect prior to the pandemic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're a combination of most of the above. And so uh, we're based in Orange County, primarily based in Orange County. For So for the people who are in Orange County, California, we come to work on three days a week. And so if you come into our office on Mondays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, you'll see that you'll see a percentage of our population is in the office on those days. However, like I said, we had 300, We have 350 people. So for all of our people that are in the Philippines, they're remote. For people who are not in Orange County, they are primarily remote. And then for the people that are in Orange County, they come to work. Now, there are some commuters too. So I live in Seattle and I commute to Orange County on Mondays and Tuesdays. So I get on a plane, I fly to Orange County, and quite honestly, my total commuting time through the week is about what it was before when I drove to work and I got stuck in traffic every day crossing the bridge.
0: That makes sense. And I I suppose you're building on what you were saying about, you know, the importance of the values that you, that you have, how do you build culture in a team like that, where some of them are distributed, some of them in the office, some of them in the office, some of the time, how do you, how do you build culture in that kind of environment?
1: That is my favorite question. And it's a question that I ask my managers, I ask ICs. Uh, Every week, I think I have Three to five conversations about that very specific question, because I know that that is the answer to figuring out how we're going to not only be a great place for our employees, but do great things for our customers and our external heroes. And so the question that I specifically ask people is, who's your community? And the answers that I get range from people will tell me, oh, it's the people who are on my team. And then my follow-up question is, why? Why are they your community? And then what they start to talk about, well, these are the people who I work with most closely or the people that I saw the last time we had an on-site event or the people that I've known the longest. And so then my third follow-up question is, what are you doing to build community for people who are outside of that immediate circle, so that new people who come into the organization or so the people that you don't encounter on a regular basis feel like they have a community as well. And so the way that we're building culture is one, we, we have some on-site events where we bring our entire company together so that we can see each other. Two, we call ourselves, we call Slack one of our virtual communities. So we spend a lot of time in Slack and chatting with each other. We have informal, informal channels in Slack. Three, this year, we're actually downsizing our physical office space and all the money that we used to spend on rent with our physical office spaces. We're channeling the majority of that money into making sure that we can have Uh, meetups with people that are in our organization, because we want to make sure that we have an opportunity to see each other and connect with each other. And three, we spun up um, a number of culture teams for the very specific purpose of understanding how do we continue to build culture? So this, I, I know, is the secret sauce to success is figuring out how do we make people love us in the good times in the bad times and that's all about us understanding how do we connect with each other when we don't see each other on a regular basis
0: a quick message from our sponsor winolo hi everyone i want to tell you about winolo that's w o n o l o winolo stands for work now locally winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on demand seasonal short term and long term work Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over a 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com pod. That's wwww n o l o dot slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. And what about the new generation that's coming into the workforce? They, you know, people who were high school or, or, or college during the, you know, during the pandemic and have had a very different introduction to to working life than perhaps we did. What do they need to thrive, and how are you helping them?
1: Yeah, those are some of the people, Matt, that I worry about the most because they missed some pivotal developmental moments that we had. So if you think about it, this generation that's coming through the workforce right now, they miss graduation. So they, as high school seniors, they miss that moment um, that year when they all came together as seniors and they um, went to work together and they learned what was it like to work together in an, an environment. And they may have missed their freshman year or their senior year of graduation, or they missed those first two years when they come to work and they learn what is it like to have a really great manager or a not so great manager. And then sitting around in the cafeteria and talking about what is it like for you? What is your manager like? How? What time do you come to work? And having those conversations where they level set with each other. And so we've got to figure out, and I think it's the company's responsibility and our manager's responsibilities to figure out how do you bring that generation of employees into a work environment successfully? So for us, it's a little bit of an extra lift, but it's an extra lift that we're glad to take on. So it means giving them onboarding partners and, you know, whenever you do an onboarding partner, it may or may not work when it's formal. And so we have a formal onboarding partner, and that's someone who you walk through your first couple, your first 30, 60, 90 days with. But then maybe that onboarding partner doesn't stick. And so we also have employee resource groups. And so you may find your, your tribe or your community within your employee resource group. We also make sure that when your team has some kind of onboarding connection with uh, with you and your team. And we're just about to roll out something that we're calling Freaky Fridays, which is twice a month, we are going to have mandatory team meetings that are designed to get people to connect with each other on their own teams. And then we're going to switch it up, where on some of these Fridays, you actually meet and switch off and meet with other teams. So the whole goal is to create connected connections with people who you may not ordinarily see at work.
0: One of the other things that we've seen, certainly this year, has been this huge acceleration with technology and in particular with AI. What impact do you see AI having on the talent function moving forward?
1: I am excited about AI and talent. And and the reason I'm excited about it is because what I think it will allow us to do is Brush through some of the administrative items and think about the kind of company that I run, uh, that I work for. So in Kajabi, the way that we use AI is our creators generate a ton of content. And so we use AI, we just started rolling this out. So we use AI to help them sort through their content and then create little snippets so that they can have commercials, so that they have better ways of connecting with their customers. And so I would like to use our AI technology so that I can take the, the content that we create in HR, instead of asking my employees to say, oh my gosh, read through all of this stuff, they can I can use AI to generate snippets of information so that it's easier to digest. So the same technology that we use with our heroes that make our heroes connect better with their customers, we can use AI so that we can connect better with the people that we're recruiting and our internal customers at all um, as well. So AI is a tool that we can use in order to accelerate our ability to connect with people. I'm going to pause there and also say the first name in my team's function is people. And so this does not mean that we are letting go of our responsibilities to connect with people one-on-one that will always be part of our people function.
0: And I suppose that that leads nicely on to my final question, which is, you know, we've talked a lot about work and culture and community and things that have changed. What do you think the future looks like? What What's work going to look like in five years time? I know, I know it's an impossible question to answer, but just interested in terms of your perspective, your view or what you hope might happen.
1: The number one thing that I think will happen in five years time is that we're going to have to get even better at how managers lead organizations, what what this reminds me of is uh, and I've spent a long time in technology, and it used to be that um, you could be in technology, and the fact that stock prices for our companies were rising so fast, it it erased a lot of the sins of bad management because stock prices were rising fast, and that was a great thing for everyone who worked in technology. And then when stock prices slowed down, we found out that we had to get really good at being great managers in order to retain our people. Now that people don't come to work as much and we're, we live in a more distributed workforce, we're going to have to get really good at managing people and creating connections, which means that we don't have the luxury of not being great managers anymore. And so I think that work in five years for good companies means that the life of individual contributors is going to be a lot better because that is the thing that is going to make good companies thrive.
0: Dina, thank you very much for talking to me.
1: It has been so much fun. I hope we do this again. And I love talking about people and I love talking to you, Matt.
0: Thank you very much. My thanks to Dina. If you're a fan of the Recruiting Future podcast, then you will absolutely love our monthly newsletter, Recruiting Future Feast. Not only does it give you the inside track on what's coming up on the show, you can also find everything from book recommendations to insightful episodes from the archives and get first access to new content that will help you understand where our industry is heading. For a limited time, subscribe to the Recruiting Future Feast newsletter and get instant access to the video recording of the recent remixed webinar on AI and talent acquisition, featuring some of the smartest thinkers in the industry. Just go to mattalder.me webinar to sign up. That's mattalder.me webinar. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify or via your podcasting app of choice. You can also find and search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. And don't forget to sign up for the newsletter, Recruiting Future Feast. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time, and I hope you'll join me.
1: This is my show.